Hello and welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T, the show where we talk how to live more functionally, more independently, and more occupationally through the lens of an occupational therapist, especially with tips, tools, and advice and advice from my own life. We're here in Season 4, Part 2 after the winter hiatus, talking many different topics in this series this year, but are using the idea of For the Love of Blank. So tonight, today, I want to talk about why I love working with kids in a school setting especially. There are many places an OT can work for the love of working with kids, rehashing this idea, which I've talked about many times in the past, but it's always good to revisit why we do things, why we're involved in certain aspects, who we're involved with, and why we go about our days working with certain populations and whatnot. So thank God I've been working for... Over five years, almost six years and a few months, God willing, in the DOE, in the Department of Education of the City of New York. And I love working for the DOE. Of course, everything has its pluses and minuses. There's always what to complain about. But by and large, thank God, thank God, Baruch Hashem, very, very happy there. And there are different places a person can work. You know, you can work in mental health, inpatient or outpatient centers, and they have... and. The like, you could work with uh, special needs in inpatient or outpatient. You could work in a hospital inpatient or outpatient. You work. You could work in a SNF, a skilled nursing facility. You could work in a rehab clinic inpatient or outpatient. Um, and I've done a lot of these different rotations. And of course, you could work in the sensory gym. And you can work so many different places. I can't even name all of them because we're all over the place, OTs, thank God. And of course, you can work in a school. And you can work in a school for kids with special needs specifically, which we call 75, District 75, in the boroughs of New York and the city of New York. It's basically the 6 to 1 to 1, the 8 to 1 to 1, 12 to 1 to 1. And we talked about this in the beginning of the show of, of how the DOE looks. But it's always good to review and that's District 75, so all those are kids that uh, basically have special needs and have different difficulties or different disabilities, and different classes look differently. So 6 to 1 to 1, a lot of times, are children that have autism. 8 to 1 to 1 in District 75, a lot of times, have behavioral difficulties. And 12 to 1 to 1 have other difficulties. If it's an intense class, so 12 one four, you might have... Um, children that are, are, are needing to use on, dependent to use on a wheelchair. And when we say 811, 611, 12 that means one classroom paraprofessional or assistant, as we like to call them better, teacher assistant and one teacher. And of course, there could be paraprofessionals, there could be assistant teachers for different reasons. If, it, if it's for the class, then they help out the class in general, but you could also have a paraprofessional for health para, for health reasons, or crisis para, if the child could be a danger to themselves or others, or they have behavioral difficulties. And that's in the DOE in general, but especially in 75. And then, of course, there's Gen Ed, where we have the different classrooms. We have the general classroom, where you can have kids up to 30 or so kids with one teacher. There's ICT integrated co-teaching model. We have one special ed teacher and one regular gen ed teacher. Usually it's supposed to be half and half. Half the kids have IEPs that the special ed teacher would work with. And then you have the teacher with the no IEPs, the regular kids, the gen ed kids, I rather, I should say, works with them. And then, of course, you have the 1211, which is different than the District 75 1211. In gen ed 1201, it's a higher functioning level, but it's a self-contained class. And you have one classroom para and one teacher. They call it self-contained. 
and I like to work in Gen Ed. I've worked in District 75. I've worked in Gen Ed. I've worked hybrid. I really like working in Gen Ed. I like the, the ability to work with kids, and I'll explain why. I've done rotations in volunteer work and in field work and in current practice in many different settings. And for me... When I got into the profession, I talk about this in the intro to the whole show in the beginning also, it was because of my experiences working with kids in the camp. I worked in a camp called Camp Hask, the camp of the Hebrew Academy for Special Children in upstate New York, with children that have a lot of difficulties, a lot of special needs, medical needs and cognitive needs and physical needs. And, of course, all the other types of needs that come with that. And when I brought my child one of the years, that one of the, I was there three years, thank God. The last year especially, when I brought the kid to the therapy gym, they called it the therapy gym, a huge therapy building that had PT, um, OT, and speech. And he had OT, and he was a child that was reliant on a wheelchair. Again, notice how we use person-first language. Always important to put the child first and then the condition or disability they have. You don't say it's a wheelchair-bound kid. That is really not the way to say it. We say child that uses a wheelchair. We don't say the Down syndrome kid, the autism kid, the child that has autism, the child that has Down syndrome. We have a whole episode about that. We go into that further. Anyway, when I brought the child down who happened to use a wheelchair, he had OT and they wanted him to work on his core musculature. Now I realize what they were doing. They wanted him to work and prone on his belly. They wanted him to build up his muscles and get him to have better range of motion, throwing objects into a bucket. I remember the activity clearly, throwing like beanie bag things into a bucket like five feet away, wanting to extend his limbs, wanting to extend his... His, his his ability to reach and to cross midline, to go across the middle of the body, wanting to use bilateral integration using both limbs. All these things I realize now that the OT was working on all these years later. But what I saw was that you have a kid, you're playing with a child, but still working on goals. Obviously, they had goals they had to work on, what they wanted them to accomplish. But basically, you're able to get paid to play with kids. I'm like, there's a job out there that you could get paid to play with kids? Sign me up. So I, I always felt an affinity for working with kids. Even when I was in seminary in Israel, I worked with a child every week. And we would just go around, we would play soccer, we'd go to the playground, or I'd take them around town. And I did that with a friends, families, kids also. But even before that, I, when I was a counselor, in general, I always had this special affinity connection to work with kids. I loved working with kids. So I said, in any of these rotations, I really hope I get to work with kids. So I tried the sniff. It wasn't for me. It's for the adults. I tried outpatient. I even was on an inpatient for mental health. And I was also in, in the working with adults in, in volunteer and working with the seniors. I tried different settings. It just didn't work for me. It just didn't connect for me. And I needed to find the ability to work with kids. So finally, I come to OT school, right? And um, and I apply for the, the Board of Ed scholarship. Thank God there was such a thing, and there still is, where you could apply and they pay off your tuition for two years. I had three years of school. They paid two of it. The other year, we had to just dig deep and use it to pay off. But those two years you pay off, you got to pay them back four years of service. Four or so years of service in not good neighborhoods. High risk, high need areas where there's kids that really need your help. So they put me all over the place in Brooklyn for those years. I was in Bensonhurst, and, uh, not Bensonhurst, I was in Bed-Stuy in East New York and areas like that, which are uh, very intense areas to say the least. And 
Granted, I would wear a, a hat outside the school and inside the school I'd wear my kippah, my yarmulke that shows that I'm a religious Jewish person standing for these ideals. They know what I'm standing for. But I got to work with the kids and I love working with kids. I've had experience in 75 in Gen Ed, like I said. And I personally now am leaning towards staying in Gen Ed for the foreseeable future. Bli Nedr, God willing, Yerat Hashem, we wanted to be that I could be there. You know, 75 has its pluses and minuses. I love that you could work on ADL skills. You could work on ADLs in both. You know, the dressing, the buttoning, the zippers, and the snaps, and opening, closing containers using utensils. But you see that much more in 75 because you have children with special needs that have major motoric issues, like motor issues. Versus in Gen Ed, it's much more like the academic issues. Like we have, there could be organizational skill problems, behavioral problems, but really more likely I see writing issues and cutting issues or pasting issues, things that relate to actual schoolwork of, of whatever age they are. I love being able to be part of a school team. Of course, you can have issues with with different teachers, with different admin, depending on the the flow of the school, depending on the personalities of the people, but taking out anyone that you might have difficulties with, being able to connect with the team, being part of the team, helping a kid and being able to, to talk to teachers, connect with teachers. I just love working in a school. I was thinking, even if we ever moved to Israel or whatnot, is there a way I could still work in a school? Because I really like working in a school. It's nice to be a part of a team and it's nice to be able to see kids as they progress. And, and it's kind of sad for me to actually see them graduate and move on. You know, I'm still, it's like I'm always in the in the K to 5. I'm always in the K to 5 age. I like that age a lot. That's around 5 to 10 years old. We're dealing with kids pre-K is around 4. And UPK, U3K is, of course, 3. But uh, really, when they come to our school, really, they're pre-K. And, and I don't actually get the pre-K kids usually because they don't turn... To IEP land until they turn five. It's called a turning five IEP. The IEP is from five to 21 years old if they're in 75, otherwise five to 18 when they graduate out of the system. You know, I was in high school. I've seen middle school. It is not my zone. My wife works with middle school. God bless her. She can do that. It's a very interesting age. But I, I couldn't connect. You know, you could have much more conversations with them when they're in middle school and high school. But you know, what I want to work on, you're not going to see that so much in middle school and high school. Their goals are going to be very different. Probably organizational things, you know, being able to use the computer, being able to interact with uh, how they're going to teach themselves vocations, how they're going to go about being more independent in those ways, which is amazing, but not my zone, not what I connect with. I really like working with the K to 5, the 5 to 10 year olds. Once they get that IP until we ship them out after fifth grade, and I'm in a school now, usually every year I was switching, trying to find something closer to home. But the past year, last year and this year, I got to be in, in the same school. So I got to see the same kids. I get to stay with the same kids, which is really nice to see how they progress. And of course, for them, my a lot of my goals have to deal with scissors cutting and it has to deal with writing. I want them to have the four big ones, is what I call them. I want them to have good form in their letters. I want them to have good size of their letters and words. I want them to have good space in the words of the letters and between the words, and I want them to have a good line regard, which means I want them to write on the lines. So that's what I'm looking for, and that's what we majorly see in our kids. And and I, I grade up, I change up to make the goals a little harder, a little more. It's an annual goal that we go about every year, Blue Nutter. But what we want to see is like in first grade, 
In kindergarten, I want them to have the proper grasp. I want them to write the, the shapes and write some letters, maybe write a word or two. First grade, I want them to write one to two to three word of a sentence or so, and then I'll grade it up. Once we go to second grade, we want to see one to two, and then two to three, or three to four sentences, and then paragraphs as we get them up to fifth grade with the form, size, space, and line regard. I want it to be an orientation, really, to the line also. And of course, for scissors, I want them to hold it the right way with the thumbs up, open and shut, open and shut, keeping their arms straight, cutting out on the lines, the shapes. First of all, it would be the lines, and then it would be the 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 simple shapes, then it would be complex shapes, like a circle and a square, versus like a hexagon or uh, or things like that. And to be able to work with kids, and it's a wonderful way to be able to work with kids because their mainstay of their life, their main occupation is play. It's important to remember that, to be ingrained into their life, the mainstay of their life is play. And we lose that in school. There's too much academia. They need to learn decimals. No, they need to learn how to be a kid and to be involved in the kid. There needs to be more recess, more gym, and they need to do so. So when I work with them in the school in person, it's a lot of play-based. It's always play-based, but it's more hands-on play-based. So we have the Play-Doh, we have the TheraBand, we have all those games like Operation and Guess Who and Monopoly and Bananagrams we bring out. We have so many games. We have Battleship. Any game that you played with as a kid, we try to incorporate into OT land because it has the fine motor capabilities that we work on the tripod grasp with the thumb, the pointer, and the middle finger. We work on the three-jawed chuck. We want them to be able to hold the pencil in the right way, to strengthen their fingers in the right way, and that's play-based. And we, we have Legos for them, so many things, and of course, in-person worksheets. Remotely, this year and the end of last year, 2020 and now 2021, we have to be more creative remote land in therapy-wise, but it's still play-based. So we'll get them to do movement activities. We try to get them to, to be uh, moving around. We want them to, to, to do yoga poses or to do a name exercise game or even using Go Noodle. And we have different activities where it's, it's play-based. As long as we can incorporate writing and cutting, we could do cut, cutting and pasting activities or we can do different activities with using the scissors. We could do different works. We could do find the hidden objects. We could do the hidden items highlights. We could do spot the difference, crossword puzzles. We could do word finds. We could do so many different things and it's play based on purpose because we want the kids to play while working at their goals. If they think that they're playing and they're not working on their goals, then we have won in the session. We have made them work without them realizing they're working, which is another big thing in OT because we use play to get to where we want to go. So we have to make sure that we love what we do and we do what we love, that there's a great statement. We think it might come from Confucius or Chinese thought. If you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And thank God I do love working in a team. I don't see it as work. I actually see it as fun when I get to see the kids and find out what we could do with them today, what we do them for this 30-minute session. That's why I love working with kids because it's all about playing and all about getting them to be more independent, more functional in all of their days. Sorry it went a little long today. Thank you for joining us. God willing, let's talk next time of why not get help with many different things, outsourcing different tasks and different things in your life to make your life a little more functional. This has been OT Talk with Mr. T, and I'm your host, Mr. T.